0: welcome to the b signal podcast the podcast where filmmakers and fans talk about film and how it impacts our lives i'm your host b anthony and now our feature presentation and we're back We okay <laughs> so here comes the part where i know um things are about to change so we're going to transition. it. I don't like saying worst films of 2019.
1: They weren't the worst films. They were the movies we didn't like.
0: Okay. So I'm going to transition it. And this is kind of either or for me. Um <laughs> The Medea movie. Now let me
1: explain. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> wait, <laughs> I haven't seen any Medea movies this year. Uh, I like Medea. Okay. I'm actually, I actually prefer the plays over the movies. Okay, fine. So let me yeah, tell I you. I think this. you're cool
0: with the movie. Let me, let me, let me um, give this disclosure here. Tyler Perry, for me, uh, major hero. Mm. I love the fact that he is making films on his own terms and he plays to his audience. I love that. Um, So for me, anything that he does, have your opinions about the content, and I understand not everyone's gonna like it, but for me, it's encouraging um, as a filmmaker um, to know that there's an audience for the content that we as filmmakers um, produce, that there's something out there, uh, there's someone out there for your content that being said uh Medea's funeral <laughs> it's one of those things that you go in knowing that like it is not going to be the spectacular oscar whatever which mm-hmm. i don't know why people go in with it's, it's a good time
1: yeah it's yeah. a good
0: time you need those and for me I went in not knowing what to expect outside of what he's already done with the character. And he always has one scene that I'm crying, hollering, like laughing, like gut-wrenching laughter. Um, And this is one of your worst (laughs) This is probably one of the worst ones. Um, And as a matter of fact, I need to download it because it... I would watch that movie just for that one scene, and I don't want to spoil it for you, because um, it is just something, the way that he executed that moment, Mm -hmm. because you're going to see it. Are you going to see it? I'll I'll put it on my list. I ain't going to make no promises. I just... (laughs) I I feel like, you know, when it comes to Tyler Perry, and I understand everyone has their opinion about him, I think um, in his own way, he's really... Um, he's a very intelligent, um, filmmaker Mm -hmm. and no, and and smart. I think he's smart in that the way that you market and play your films to your audience, Mm -hmm. it's, it, it changed how you can get in. The door, as far as Hollywood's concerned, to the point where now the man has made his own studio. Yeah, absolutely, off of those Medea plays and, and movies. Right. Um. So I, you know, I'm not saying it was the best thing I've seen this year. I'm not even saying it was the worst thing. I'm saying that I had a good time, and okay. I think, I think, those are one of those types of films where you go for the experience. You really go for the experience of just saying, "I'm going here, I know what I'm going to experience and
1: the the last Tyler Perry movie, Medea movie that I actually went to see was Medea's Christmas. okay And I was disappointed by the ending of the movie. And the ending ruined the entire movie for me. Because up until the last scene of the movie, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was funny. Okay. And then I thought the last... I just remember thinking the last scene was trash. Okay. The very last scene. I was like, that's how he's going to end that? And I was just like...
0: But it's, it's... You don't go there for like... A full thought out. I'm not. I'm looking. I'm not looking for an I, M Night Shyamalan. I, I, no, it's it's not that. Sh- I'm, I Forgive wasn't me I, for saying your name.
1: Wrong, I, I wasn't thinking it's was gonna be like this super deep thought provoking movie. I know that's not what it is. That's not what Medea is for. Medea is just a good time laugh movie. But that doesn't mean it can't have a good solid ending. I thought the ending was bad. So the only. Yeah. And it just kind of ruined everything for her. The only
0: solid ending that I've ever gotten from Tyler um, was Why Did I Get Married. Mm. I feel like as a movie, that's probably on the positive spectrum Mm. of things that he's produced. Um, But then, you know, I don't know if that's what he wants all the time. I think when you go to a Tyler Perry film, you're going for the experience Mm. that... You said you like the plays, and I like the plays too, but I think he's trying to capture whatever feeling you get at those plays into a film format, and that's not always easy. Yeah, I, don't... I, I think that's one of the reasons why Cats is struggling right now because that really was a product of its time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you have to keep in mind in the 80s, that was a very experimental time. Right. Um, and so. When it comes to... um, I'm trying to be kind when I say this. Be mean. (laughs) Be mean. I think when you're you're taking something from the stage to the screen, you really have to be intentional in saying, we're going to do this, and then you have to put in the work Mm -hmm. to make sure that either it's going to translate so it communicates whatever it needs to communicate to a broad audience, Mm -hmm. or you're going to play to your your key audience. And I think what Tyler has opted to do is just play to his audience, um, which has worked for him now for yeah. almost 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, so whether or not you go see it, I don't think it's gonna affect him either way because you have people like me who's mm. gonna keep giving him money.
1: There's I know, plenty of people giving Tyler Perry yeah, money. But I'm sure he's not hurting from my view.
0: I, <laughs> I love to laugh. I, I love laughing. And I know I'm always going to get a laugh with something he does, especially with that franchise. Right. Um, the original um, MCU, the Medea Cinematic Universe. Yeah, really? Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> the black MCU. Right, the black MCU. <laughs> um, so then... I called, I, don't, I didn't call my list the worst list or the bad list of films. I just said, meh. I, I called
1: the movies I didn't like.
0: Okay. Because, you know, for me, it wasn't so much, I have to dig into why I didn't like it. Um, so I'm just going to jump out there and um, start with a film that you've mentioned. Uh-oh. Uh, the Intruder. now, <laughs> I supported this film um because I love the producer and how what he's trying to do and that he did it independently and he's sending the message that there's an audience that wants to see things like this. Mm-hmm. And that is true. There there is an audience. If Dennis Quaid wasn't in that movie, I probably would have been like just beyond pissed at what I saw on that screen. I feel like... So, a couple of things. <laughs> the foreshadowing that was done to say that Dennis Quaid was the bad guy, mm-hmm. I mean, it was over the top for me. Like, there was no nuance or no nothing creative to say, hey, you know, we're going to do something to make you believe that this guy is the good guy. Like, they they just come out the bat saying he's shooting deer randomly <laughs> and I'm like okay why why just there <laughs> and Dennis Quaid did a great job a phenomenal job but then Megan Good um, or Franklin she was awesome in Shazam. Let me just say that. She was, <laughs> she was awesome in Shazam. But the way they wrote her character, it's just like, do you just want to die? Like, her husband's pretty much telling her, like, something's wrong with this guy. Right. Right and i get given the benefit of the doubt i am king a benefit of the doubt but my god you you but i think wasn't her angle
1: kind of like she was like a, a a frustrated wife so that's
0: why i don't care how many uh, angles
1: i mean granted had. i thought she should have listened to him but i was think that the that's the angle they were playing with her on was
0: the wall <laughs> it's like the hand was writing i'm a killer like throughout the entire film and it didn't make like your husband gets hit by a car. <laughs> he gets hit by a car while it happens. <laughs> I'll play it. How many times has he ran that track that that thing before? Like, <laughs> and then your friend goes missing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just felt like the way they. It just wasn't good. It wasn't good at
1: all. I mean, like I said I, I like, I liked the film. It wasn't one of the best films of the year. I didn't think that, but I thought it was. I'd probably say, and out of the list of movies I had listed, it was probably my least favorite. But okay. I, but I did like the film. But like I said, what sold it for me was Dennis Quaid. Just they, they did. I feel like the, the. The, the horror, the terror of his character, they wrote that incorrectly.
0: They did, and they did. But I just feel like the way the script evolved, I just felt like they could have done a better job if at least, um, you know, making me buy into the fact that it would be easy to believe that this guy has some normal whatever's with him. Mm-hmm. And even the story that he told, for me, and maybe it's because of how I just think, but it was just too many red flags. Oh, you know, thank you. There's another mm-hmm. film that we need to add to this list, speaking of red flags. Uh-uh. But I'll work my way back there. <laughs> you may continue.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think that um, they did, I thought they did a good job of taking you into his character's psyche to let you know this guy is a little off his rocker. He tried to play the the happy-go-lucky nice-guy neighbor but you knew something's a little off i thought the i thought the secret passageway underneath the house was a nice was a
0: nice touch as well
1: Not knowing how he, I was wondering how he got into the house. And then once he saw, I I thought that was a nice touch. I thought that was a nice little twist. Who
0: buys a house and doesn't get the home inspected?
1: (laughs) It's a movie.
0: Who buys buys a house and doesn't get the home, every inch of it? This frustrated black
1: couple that's just looking to buy a house because he he's buying the house to try to make his and frustrated wife happy. About the commentary on <laughs> our people.
0: So now you're getting me mad all the, No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I just... It was, for me, the writing, I just felt like it wasn't a horrible movie. I'm not going to do the film like yeah. that. But I just... My expectations of what the trailers said it was going to deliver, um, you know.
1: I mean, I felt like it was another version of... Um, Michael Ealy's other movie. It was called The Perfect Guy. I think it
0: was called... Well, now... Okay, so... Because I feel like Michael
1: Ealy is like... Which is weird. Like, he's in... I feel like he's typecast to those types of films.
0: Sure. And there's a niche audience for that. Because they do it every February. It's mm-hmm. like February, September. They'll put out that black film where it's like, oh, we definitely <laughs> want the black audience here. And you're not the media audience, you know. But you're not totally away from that but this is kind of like a good substitute like this is the audience that's waiting for another best man film right and it's gonna take like another 30 years for it to be made so in the meantime this is like good holdover material I feel like I don't know but I, I feel like as a film um I it just left me wanting more mm-hmm. that's just okay um you pick one, cause I'm just.
1: <clears throat> you mentioned this movie earlier. This was a movie you liked. Okay. Um, I didn't think the film was completely trash. I just felt like, again, like you said about Intrude, I felt like it left. I felt like there was something missing, and that was glass. Okay. Um, I um, well, for one, I didn't realize it was a series till probably maybe a few months before glass came out why didn't you realize that i did not know that well they don't they don't sell it as a series they kind of do. and the movies are like 15 years apart they
0: they kind of no, they kind of don't a... they kind of don't end...
1: Unbreakable came out in like oh three that. at the like that.
0: end of split <clears throat> at the end of split yes i it was very clear what was about to happen
1: yes at the end of at the end of split but i went back and watched unbreakable Okay. I went back and watched Unbreakable, then I watched
0: Split. Okay.
1: So I, I, I found out that it was a that it was wait, actually wait. a series. Let's I did, have not, a conversation did not realize point. it at Let's first. Let's have when, a conversation
0: here. So when did you see Split? Did you see Split before you saw Glass? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Great. I saw both. I saw both um, probably so, within a month of each other. But that was months before Glass came out.
0: Great. So when you made the decision to see Split, and you liked it or hated it, when you saw that closing mm-hmm. credit scene and saw Bruce Willis' character sitting there, um, it didn't occur that there's a chance. No,
1: this is before I saw anything. Before I saw anything, I did not know that that was supposed to be a series. I I was interested in Split. I was interested in Split um, already. So I wanted to go see Split. Then in doing research, I found out that the movies were linked together so that intrigued me even more to see Unbreakable. Before I saw Split, so I went back watched Unbreakable, then I saw Split.
0: So someone spoiled Split for you.
1: I spoiled it for me. You spoiled it for me. I spoiled you. it for me.
0: So then I'm not
1: heavy on, on spoilers like that. So
0: Okay, I, so when if you...
1: I just wanna know I just wanna know enough and then it's like okay, I'll go back I'll go back and watch it. Like if you give me a spoiler, I'll still go back and watch
0: something. So what's the complaint yeah. with glass then? I'm not understanding. <laughs>
1: I thought I felt like I felt like it was I felt like it was it was over, it was overrated. Like I felt it, to me it wasn't as good as the other two films. It just was. That's wasn't. fair. That's fair. Um That's fair. so I I expected it I guess I kind of had like a um kind of like in-game expectation where it 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 ties up everything like it, it gets to this big climactic ending and ties everything up and then it leaves you like, "Oh, that was great." And it's like I didn't leave glass like that. I left glass kind of like, huh? Like, that's how you all going to end it? Like it just didn't it didn't do it for me. Okay. Um that's I mean, now uh, as far as individual performances, I mean I thought I thought the characters were great I thought James McVeigh was great. I thought Bruce Willis was great. um I thought Sam Jackson plays glass great um my favorite is james mcVeigh um Mcvoy um, um he um I thought. He did an excellent job of playing those multiple characters.
0: To, I feel like to he should see, have gotten an Oscar for both films. To see him
1: do it yeah. in a in one scene, yeah. go from character to character like that, I thought it was amazing. And that uh, that automatically put him on my list of all time favorite actors. Yeah. and um, but yeah, I thought I thought his performance was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just it just the overall the film just didn't do it. The film just didn't do it for
0: me. It All right. Well, speaking of combination, let's talk about Avengers Endgame. Now, this is on your list of... This is on my list of meh. Now, I understand. I have praised Marvel. I've been very kind. Um, Endgame? Here's the thing, because I've had this conversation.
1: It's on (laughs) meh.
0: I've had this conversation with multiple people, and people think that I'm just hating it because I'm a DC fan. And that's not the case. A good film is a good film, and I can be objective. Do you have something to say, Jared? Okay. I'm not here. You shut your mouth and eat your pizza.
1: <laughs> anyway, I I, about, I, wait, I this? need to hear this explanation for the okay. for the the, okay. the list of men that Avengers Endgame, one of the greatest films ever, was on there.
0: I need. To okay, write. so for me, it's very simple. It's very simple. Um, leading up to the film, there was this hype, of course, um, because of Infinity War, which that's I won't even talk about that. Um. I feel like this The Russo brothers are excellent Filmmakers Um, What they did with that Captain America series Was game changing Um, Especially from What they did with the first Film Um, Script wise And the story is my biggest problem Within game and I'm going to tell you why Really? Yes very simple. I feel like they opted to finish the story by revisiting old films. So they went back in time to get the time stone and all these other infinity stones or whatnot. Great. I felt like the time travel storyline, it was very problematic and that it got confusing because you're establishing all these rules as to what can be changed and what cannot be changed. And for me, it wasn't consistent. For me. Okay. So, for example, they killed off Gamora in the last film, but they bought her back for this film. And so they opted not to bring back Black Widow. They, they opted not to bring back Black Widow, but it's not consistent with how they bought back Gamora. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe, Maybe it's one of those things where it's just like, it doesn't make sense. But that's me being kind of nitpicky, that's fine. I feel like you you built up this whole thing of, it's gonna be something you've never seen before. You know, it's gonna be a ride. And it was, but I just feel like the only exciting part was the battle scene. Everything prior to that, I was bored by. Really? I really was. Um, I didn't have any investment with how they got to the battle scene. I just felt like it was this big build up and that's it. I have also felt like with all the characters that Marvel had to take on Thanos again or to to undo everything, there there were other ways that they could have did it. And maybe that's what I'm upset about, the way they did it.
1: What were they supposed, what else could they have done? Other than get the infinity stones. (laughs) That was the only way to beat them.
0: But if and, you're gonna use if you're gonna use time travel, then why not just go back to when Thanos was a baby and kill Thanos that way?
1: No, you have to undo the snap.
0: But That if,
1: was that was the whole point of them traveling back and forth to if undo the snap. If
0: you're gonna go back in time, then just go back into the time where he's about to snap and cut his hand off then.
1: Yeah. But then you have the problem of he has the stones. If you do that, he already has them. Well, my thing is, so they went back. They went back to get the stones before they knew Thanos had them, so they could undo the snap.
0: So why not go back to when the 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 Eternals or this group that they're about to introduce now into MCU? Why not just take it back to there? Go back to some cosmic region if you're going to use time travel and, you know, try to get the stones that way and undo it. I just, for me, if you're gonna use time travel, I just don't feel like that was the best way to do it.
1: Well, I figured maybe two films prior um, that they were gonna do time travel. Um, From, uh, I believe between, uh, yeah, Ant-Man and Deadpool. Deadpool uh, 2.
0: Deadpool's Uh, not in the MCU.
1: I know, but that gave me a a hint, was from Deadpool and from Ant-Man, because Ant-Man is a part of the MCU. Um, Because both of those films, and I got the idea from watching Deadpool, then I went back and watched Ant-Man and that's how i knew they were going to use time travel i because, just because and maybe ant that's, man had the quantum realm which is basically what they they did they used his tech to track time not travel all of
0: that so and i just feel like <coughs> ant man having the idea to time travel to fix everything when it created a bigger problem like and for the life of me when they went And to, that's
1: going to tie into future stories
0: too. and that's fine when they want to go get the soul stone why didn't anyone warn um, on Black Widow and 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 Hawkeye that hey, in order to get the Soul Stone, see someone's gonna have to die. See, you're
1: looking. I think you're looking at the time travel as in they're using the time use the time travel to solve every single problem. I don't think that's not what they were using the time travel for. They were using the time travel to get keys to solve a particular problem, which is different. Because you're talking about how somebody had to be sacrificed to get the soul stone.
0: No, so, one, no one thought so, to think, Wait, go hey. get the soul
1: stone, but take somebody that we don't really like, that we want to die, <laughs> and throw them off the cliff so you can get the soul stone, and we can keep the whole team intact. <laughs> that's, what <you're, laughs> that's what you're thinking. So they basically, they need to go get a villain. <laughs> send the villain to time travel with Black Widow or Hawkeye and throw the villain off the cliff that's not gonna happen but (laughs) that's not gonna happen but does it happen? and then that gives you another little paradox within the story because now you have two friends who are fighting each other not because they hate each other they're fighting each other because they both want the same thing we both want to find so we want to get the soul stone to help solve the problem that we have with thanos it creates another whole little paradise and then it kind of everything see you're saying it goes back to old films I look at it as a wraparound they're taking you back to old stories to kind of tie everything up because that's what Endgame was it was a tie up to that whole to the whole MCU to that whole 10 year long story
0: but they didn't even tie up everything (laughs) they did tie up what didn't they tie up they didn't tie up the 10 rings that was introduced in the first Iron Man let's start there Okay. They're going to do that in a future film. Thing.
1: Okay. Yeah, you got to leave something for the future films. They got more stuff. Endgame, I mean, Endgame is not supposed to, it's not ending everything. You're going on to a new phase of the story. So there's other things that happened in those other films that are probably going to be
0: I enjoyed, touched on. I enjoyed the movie for what it was. It was a good popcorn time, but... From a yeah, story- it was great. I don't think it was great, though. It was great. It was a great film.
1: I don't think... And it was a... And, it, And I mean, kudos to Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was great. So
0: let's talk about that. I mean... Let's, let's talk about how he had to be the one to put yeah. the Infinity Gauntlet. Because he didn't want to play Iron Man anymore. Unfortunately. I just... <laughs> it didn't
1: make...
0: Oh. <laughs> I I mean, no.
1: To me, it makes sense because the whole story starts with Iron Man, so now it's ending
0: with Iron Man. But you just said it's not a complete wrap up. No, it's not a complete wrap up of everything,
1: but it's a wrap up of some things. Because he wants out of the first movie. The first movie in the MCU is Iron Man, Mm -hmm. so Iron Man is the one who who ends everything that happened. That makes sense. That makes sense to me.
0: I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I just wish they would have taken a different approach to telling this Should story. he not have died? I, I don't know. I think for me, where I'm struggling with, in all seriousness, is the fact that the whole middle of the film, they're going back to previous franchises. And I mean, pre- previous films that, you know, just to get the Infinity Stones, which I understand why they did that. I just don't agree that that was the best way to do that. For me. I feel like it, w- it was a missed opportunity to really broaden the universe a little bit more. Um, you had Captain Marvel there, and I don't even know why she was there.
1: You know, I mean, in my opinion, she's one of she's been one of the fails in the MCU.
0: Well, you know, I was Captain being, I was being kind, and there's yeah. no argument for me there. Yeah
1: but her, her her film wasn't wasn't all that great no, <laughs> that's what, see you're not trying to say it i'm gonna say it. <laughs> her film wasn't but, all that great so for me, but, though, it's but like, I, I look at it as it was just it was part of the story it was a down part of the
0: story but, but the mcu now has become this 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 machine in that whatever they do love it hate it you can't negate them or or disregard them because of the financial return that they have with their franchise I mean it's the
1: it's the the new Star Wars
0: franchise basically
1: yeah it's the new Star Wars franchise
0: I feel like money talks and because they have made so much money when it comes to the script and the story that they were telling it just I don't feel like it was the best way to close it out
1: okay did you not like my Star Wars statement just now (laughs) <laughs> Did that bother you? Did that like vex your soul?
0: Like <laughs> I understand it. I accept it. I acknowledge it. I feel like Star Wars, if you're talking about Star Wars, is it, it would be easier for me to accept that if you're talking about it from the vantage point of Stan Lee and what he's created. Um, What Kevin Feige has done, I don't think it has the same... Creative resonance as what Marvel is doing. I think they're two totally different things.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just mean, just they're, they're similar. They're similar. They're these huge franchises with this, with this. I mean, pretty much cult following. I think, I think they're, they're similar.
0: I mean, Harry I, Potter had the same thing. Um, at one point. Uh Star Trek. Yeah, but I
1: wouldn't compare it to that. Yeah, yeah, oh, I would even say Star Trek. I wouldn't say Harry Potter. I would say Star Trek be, just because of the, the longevity. Like ten years is a long time. That's a lot of movies. To where you're summer after summer, you're coming with blockbusters. I mean, just just like Star Wars now they do the Christmas the movie every Christmas.
0: Okay. You know I, I just for me, I think Endgame was very entertaining. That's, the, that's as much as I can give it right now but I I wish I could love it as much as everyone else did cause I was in the theater in Georgetown the night the Thursday night preview mm-hmm. and there was a whole row I was on a whole row and everyone was crying
1: when yeah, I mean, Robert
0: Downey Jr. died and I'm mm-hmm. looking at them like what were what you crying for? Like, you're heartless. What? I'm
1: heartless. <laughs> you're heartless. That was a, that was a powerful scene. You're heartless. Why are you so heartless?
0: I am not heartless. I just want to understand. It's
1: where my heart used to be. <laughs> you're heartless. That, that was a powerful scene, dude. That was, it really was.
0: What, what for you? Help me to understand. Because you're, one of the
1: one of the the pivotal characters in the whole story just sacrificed (laughs) himself. (laughs) I'm sorry. See? Heartless. Heartless. He's the he's a pivotal character. He just sacrificed himself for everybody.
0: Okay.
1: That's 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 awesome. Okay. Do you know Jesus? I know I know him. I love him.
0: Everyone stretch your hands So for me, so for me, I felt like I was being led towards that conclusion and that, that because, well, I put it like this,
1: how would you feel if, if that had been, if that had been Hulk? Cause remember he snapped first. He did snap first. Now what if that had been Hulk that had been laid out, which that was, that was a downside to the film for me. I thought, I thought professor Hulk was not great sure but so but would you have
0: felt the same way that deep if because, you he know,
1: snapped and he snapped and hulk is laid over in the corner taking his last breath
0: i think nebula was a missed opportunity that's all i'm saying okay and nebula was more of an integral part in the original story and maybe that's what it is maybe because i'm aware of how it played out in the comics mm-hmm. it didn't live up to that expectation maybe that's what it is okay
1: but they're not Necessarily following the comics to a T.
0: That's what everyone has said. Which yeah. is, you know, they're,
1: they're not they're they're using them as a, like a framework, but it's not literal.
0: I so, mean, it's uh, not it's not a page for page adaptation, and I get that. Yeah. But if you're going to give me something different, um, you have all of your characters for the most part, except for Spider Man, um, as far as what Marvel owns. So. I don't know. I just feel like Robert Downey Jr. was tired. Chris Evans was tired. Um, they <clears throat> wanted out. And that's what they gave them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely know that they this was, was going to be the end of their run. They didn't want to play these characters forever. So I think you kind of seen that. I mean, we just had the last Wolverine movie. I think everybody's kind of trying to find their way out of those characters. Because after a while, the movies are so huge
0: you typecast it into those characters. But that's what you sign your life away for. Yeah, but- Think about Daniel Craig. So he's a perfect example. He's been playing this character for X amount of years, but he has found a way to still do other things mm-hmm. and to broaden the conversation with him while still playing that character. And granted, now he's at the point to where he physically can't do it anymore. It's tiring. And where he was when he first got the role is different now. So however they concluded with Daniel, I just have to accept that. And I'm not sure if it's going to be the ideal way to do it, but it is what it is. But what I applaud him for is he did Knives Out. You know, he did all these other films to say, hey, I'm still capable of doing something else. Right. I don't think Chris Evans has, but Robert Downey Jr., um, outside of Sherlock Holmes I can't think of anything that's really stuck Mm -hmm. outside of him playing Iron Man so you know you're right I don't know I think it's one of those things that you have to think about when you're signing your life away for 10 years Um, I think um, think Chadwick Boseman is going through that now
1: he's trying to do other things, because he's he's kind of stuck in that cycle of
0: Black Panther, well, but Chad he's a unique example because before Black Panther he was doing all these historical pieces right, so but he wasn't me, he but he wasn't, hadn't he, he hadn't, wasn't a star right um, and even now he's good at what he does i love twenty one bridges I didn't add that to my list, but I thought that was a great movie, and I think he's a great actor um but I think. It just takes time to figure out who you are outside of a franchise mm-hmm. and I also think uh, uh, the industry's definition of a star is evolving because it's not even so much about your ability it's about how um, um, uh, relatable and 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 trendy you are on mm-hmm. social media right that's a big component now. yeah yeah so they'll look at your followers before they look at your uh, your resume or your portfolio right so I just think things are changing so much now in the industry that it, it's 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 just a different time as far as filmmaking absolutely um, that being said I understand what in-game represents um, so I'm not gonna pretend like it's a horrible film but for me if you're asking me the ones that just kind of left me wanting a little bit more if it wasn't for the third act I think I would really really be upset but um, yeah. I just, I just wanted more from it. Okay,
1: fair enough. And I, I mean, again, I think, like... And I'll also be
0: mad enough to admit that, yes, maybe I am being a picky with my... Expe- <laughs> with my expectations as it relates to, um, you know, what I wanted to see. Um, but, you know, when other franchise fans are like that, like Star Wars, when they saw The Last Jedi... And they were just as nitpicky, you know.
1: Well, that's Star Wars fans are like that.
0: They are, they are. But I'm just saying, I think it's not, it's not foreign for me to have that expectation. So, well, getting nitpicky with those DC films. Oh. Those, those lead a lot of nitpicking. They do, but I mean, Justice League. Justice League was okay. It was entertaining. I, I, it, suicide squad was
1: okay true Aquaman wasn't that great
0: suicide squad well what Aquaman had though on his side was powerful visuals and yeah but it, it wasn't the best thing I've seen but it, it was a it was an achievement as far as separating itself from what was before as far as the DC cinematic universe mm. and then the direction was good like um the actors he had in the film. You know they were okay i just think they could have developed the story a little bit more but it left me you know wanting but um my last film well what's your last film because i feel like i'm gonna get another beat down <laughs> um well i have
1: two um
0: ma okay so that was the one i was going to include with the other one <laughs> so i saw this with my best friend and his family and when I tell you, again, Octavia Spencer, God bless her heart, <laughs> she did everything she could to make that work. Um, again, same questions. Why wasn't anyone thinking before they went into this lady's house? Like, they were just,
1: They were young kids that just wanted to drink. No,
0: here's but, the thing. In 2019, whatever you want to do as a young person, you don't need a house to go into to do it now kids are creative now so i but uh, well no, no. <laughs> take take it, take absolutely, it into consideration absolutely not. they were in a,
1: like Abs- a small rural town get in game that, it wasn't that wasn't pg county <laughs> pg county that's not happening in pg county small rural town like they're going into like a little convenience store that looks like a farm to buy liquor they they went outside and asked some lady to buy them alcohol and they went to a black lady at that a group of white kids went to a black lady and asked her to go buy them alcohol. Like, it, it just yeah. doesn't add up. It doesn't 19, add up. I'm sorry. It doesn't add up. I know that sounds a little racial, but it doesn't add up. I'm sorry. In
0: 2019, there is absolutely no excuse for any person to, well, let me not say that. <laughs> I just think that there was a better way to really develop this story yet again. And I, you know <laughs> there there the 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 young African American male in the movie. Yeah, I had the one like, black kid that's he saw, <laughs> the one black kid <laughs> he, he I was on his side when he he I think he was one of the few who just said why are we going in this lady's house? Exactly. I just <laughs> and so I said, well, great. Someone's thinking. Someone is actually trying to flesh this out. So I was trying to figure out how are they going to get her or how is how she going to get them into the house? And it was literally like, I think she said something like, I have snacks. And everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was like she has snacks. And then... Once she gets everyone in the house, all of a sudden it becomes the social hot spot. Again, same question from it too. Where were these kids' parents? Kids were,
1: the kids were sneaking out. I give them that much. They were sneaking out. They were sneaking out. They were telling their parents, oh, I'm just going over to Billy's house. And then they were riding over to to her character's house, to my house.
0: And then what type of kids are... Now, granted... I like 80s music. I like 70s music. But she literally pulled out of an A-tracks and started playing Weekend. Like, where did they do that at? Like, I don't understand. Like, it just boggled my mind. What strain of weed were you smoking to distract you from the fact that this lady is crazy?
1: They, they didn't care about all that because all they wanted to do was party.
0: But they were partying already.
1: Not like that. Not like that they now they have a venue that they can go to they got they got a they got a, not just a person looking out for them they have an adult looking out for them and making sure nothing happens. <laughs> But again, they eventually, because she started acting creepy, they kind of picked up on like, she oh, something's not creepy. Something movie. Not she quite not. Creepy no, she, movie. She no, acted creepy. No, she. No. On the outside looking in, it's creepy that she, they that she befriended them. That's creepy. But from their perspective, she starts acting creepy when they're coming around. And then it's like, okay, wait, we come to this late house, we're not allowed to go upstairs, they getting curious, what's going on upstairs? Okay, wait, we go upstairs, there's another person upstairs, who's upstairs? You know, and then it's like her her aggression started increasing, which kind of threw off the, the red flags, which, I mean, the red flags should have been up in the first place from the first time at the liquor store, but that didn't happen.
0: Shouldn't the better film have been, hey, you guys did me wrong in high school, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, leave this town, become something great, be something it, great, come back. It's not a flaunt my money in front of you, and then hire someone to. Kill but then
1: it's of you. not a horror movie. I'm just, then it's then it's a black inspiration story. Power to the people. I
0: mean, <laughs> and Tyler Perry's probably going to write it. It's fine. Right and, now it's
1: a Tyler Perry movie. It's, it's not. It's not mine. It's a. It's a Tyler Perry movie. It's now she 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 got picked on all these years. She went on. She became Oprah and came back to the town with all this money. She said, Hey, look at me now. That's not a horror cue movie. Cue the choir. That's I'm not choir. a horror movie. Cue the choir. i mean, this, this listen, not a horror movie. It's not a hard movie. Okay, so let's All move right. on. I got one I got one last movie on my list of what I didn't like, and that was Doctor Sleep.
0: <laughs> okay. So a couple of things with that title. I my my biggest complaint with films from this year are remakes. I feel like this year we had so many remakes that it got to the point where it's just blatantly on honest that Um, not that the ideas aren't there but Hollywood is not making it's not ready to make the investment in some of a a lot of the original ideas that are waiting to be produced for film Mm -hmm. Um, I opted not to see Doctor Sleep because The Shining of course is classic Um, well this isn't a remake this is a sequel either way though you're playing off of something that no one has touched since that last film right Okay. And then in your marketing of it, you're picking every single solitary thing that references The Shining. Right. So again, what was the necessity for going back to that world?
1: Well, it's supposed to be uh, the, I guess the next book that's the sequel to The Shining. And I left feeling like maybe I need to go see The Shining again. Cause but if a movie,
0: but see that's that that speaks more to my point. If you leave a movie feeling like you have to go see, just just to, so like when you saw Split, mm-hmm. you like Split. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. like yeah, you know, I loved it. You didn't necessarily have to go see Unbreakable to under to find something to like about Split or to read no, for, no. right. So. That's that's one thing. But if you're going to a film and you see something and it's referencing something that's already been done and you see it and you're like, well, maybe I have to go watch the original to understand it, you would just be better yeah. off re-releasing the original.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like the movie was... I felt like it was a little confusing. And for it to be a horror movie, it was way below standard. Like... I remember looking at my friend going, "Okay, it's been like at least a good forty-five minutes since I've seen like anything creepy, anything dead, anything murdered, slaughtered, anything." And I was like, "This isn't, and it's not scary." And even when it got to those points, it wasn't scary. So, so I was just like, "Eh." "I was like, this isn't doing it. Like, they shouldn't have did this. They they did a good job of referencing the previous movie." Right. Um. Uh, when they had. Characters play the original characters, and they had uh, they had a guy play Jack Nicholson's character, the father, right, and all that. They did a good job of making those people look exactly like the original film. Okay, so um, so I
0: still won't check it out, but I understand what you're saying.
1: Yeah, you can say you can save your money, save your time, go go see something else. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Sleep wasn't Dr. Sleep wasn't great, especially um especially being weighed against such an iconic movie. Right. With one of the most iconic actors of all time in it. It's yeah, it was it 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 had gives me cause to pause about coming to America too. It's like I feel like you have this great film, now you're doing a sequel to it. Why?
0: I know, think so. the difference, though, is that with Coming to America too, you have all the key players back for the most
1: part. Right. So. And pretty much. All I'm worried back. less about that
0: than with Doctor Sweet Sure. Yeah. So, I am going to close it out with my last pick of meh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Meh. <laughs> and that film for me, um, my god. <sighs> Queen and Slim. Now listen, I feel like I haven't even seen it yet, and I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> what? Bruh. Okay. Beautifully shot. The song is Beautif- fire, by the way.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Beautifully shot. <laughs> Beautifully acted. Um. All the ingredients were there for something great. Uh. I don't, don't want to spoil it like for this, you. I don't like this
1: butt that you're about
0: to get. I don't want to spoil it like for you because butt. you haven't seen it. I will say this. The way the, they set
1: the film up... The way you're talking, I'm about to leave here and go see it like
0: now. <laughs> I, let me just say this. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. The way they set the film up, they, they gave you so many different roads that you could have taken, that, that the film could have taken you all on. And I feel like the road that they took um, while it was plausible and I understood why they took that road, I feel like it rehashed a lot of frustration and aggravation um, and it didn't bring anything new to the conversation Hmm. for me. And I'm talking ambiguously, you may have to come back so we can talk about it more thoroughly. Okay. I'm tempted to do something, but I don't know if I want to. Um,
1: I just, I haven't seen it. You hurt my soul right now. I just don't know why. But
0: that's (laughs) for me. So let me, let me, let me do this. If I tell you, I am the best I can make the best Kool-Aid in the entire world, right? Mm-hmm. And I get into a situation where I have to make the best Kool-Aid in the entire world. But instead of making the best Kool-Aid in the entire world, I opt to go to the store to get soda. But it's in me to make the best Kool-Aid in the entire world. Okay, Does that make sense? <laughs> I know without a sh- And I've proven it in similar situations that I can make the best Kool-Aid in the entire world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So whose acting job do you feel is so great but falls short in this film? It
0: has nothing to do with anyone's acting. No one's
1: acting, it's the overall? It's
0: just a story for me. It's a plot point um, where a character says, in essence, I can make the best Kool-Aid, and I'm just using the Kool-Aid as an example. I can make the best Kool-Aid in the entire world. So when the time comes for you to make the Kool-Aid to prove that you can do what you can do, you're like, you know what? We're going to drive all the way to Florida and buy soda, and that's going to fix all of our problems (laughs) instead of me just making Kool-Aid where we are right now.
1: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I just I don't have too much because I haven't seen the movie yet <laughs> I, j-
0: I I feel like and you have to come back so we can talk about it because I really don't want to spoil it for you I have to go see Queen as well
1: but just for me but it, that's like on my radar to see next anyway
0: I feel like the, the hype that was behind it it just it didn't really add anything to the story or to the narrative especially if you're playing off of something that's so serious it just rehashed why everyone's angry for me mhm and it didn't really offer anything in the way of solutions or a different vantage point, um, I left feeling like I just watched the news. Okay. That That's just me. And I'm probably part of the minority, but writing-wise- I feel like that. I feel, I feel like you might be. <laughs> writing-wise, it just left me wanting for more. It really did. Um, and that's all I'll say for now.
1: The only input I have is the song Collide is Fire from the soundtrack.
0: It is. <laughs> and to be fair, I saw it twice. I did see what it is twice. The, what is the singer's name? Tiana Nine Major or something like that?
1: It's mm-hmm. like a weird, really yeah, weird name. Something but that the kids are doing. The song's awesome.
0: I feel like <laughs> I I, gave, I watched the movie twice. I really did. You saw it twice? I, I did. Because I wanted to be fair in my assessment. And the second time I saw it, um, it just amplified what I didn't like about it the first time. Mm-hmm. But that's me, that's me. And maybe it's it's because I'm looking for something a little bit different.
1: I don't know yeah. why this movie comes to mind. Um, do you feel anywhere remotely like that about a movie, like Do The Right Thing?
0: No, because the time in which Do The Right Thing was was produced, it, it gave insight into something that not too many people are fully, at that time, we're fully aware of as far as the Black perspective on, you know, all the topics that were being covered in that film. I feel like with this one, it was no different. Any perspective or aha moments, you've had YouTube videos, you've had interviews, you have artists making songs. It, it, for me, it just, it was a rehash of everything that was already in the conversation to begin with Okay. but that's just me that
1: okay I mean just from seeing the trailers and maybe seeing a few interviews here and there about it I felt like it was it was a a piece for the time that it was sharing what's going on right now so I don't know necessarily if it was trying to give a solution. I think he was just telling the story, but that's again, that's for me on the outside
0: looking in. And and seen it. and if that was indeed the case, then they did succeed at that. And maybe I went in with the <clears throat> wrong expectations, and I'm open to that. I'm open to that. Um, and like I said, I would love for you to come back so we can have a full discussion about it because I I really want you to go in really looking at it with you know with no one leading you one way or the other. Um, but that's my feelings on Queen and Slim. That's just me, though. That's just me.
1: Did y'all hear how fast you said it? My last movie, Queen and Slim. Yeah. <laughs> I know what going to know. <laughs> Queen and Slim. Queen
0: <laughs> and Slim. Wow. Uh, but now, again, I'm glad that um, our stories are being told, but I think that's the other thing. Is that the only story?
1: No, I don't... I mean, it's not the only story, but I think it's something... I feel like it's something that needs to be seen because even though we may be aware of something, there are a lot of people outside of our culture that aren't. And they're oblivious to it because it's not their reality. So we need that stuff out there. Okay. Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: They have this thing called the internet, though. I just... Yeah, but that's... That's me
1: googling something you don't and, even have to google though yeah but i'm saying but i mean googling just being on the internet seeing something maybe reading an article or something like that may be different than actually seeing something acted out and portrayed where you're actually seeing it for yourself
0: but i feel like <clears throat> on the other end of the spectrum when a horrible incident happens to other communities And it's on the news and it's wherever it is. They don't constantly make films about that subject matter. And if they do, there's some evolution or some change in the narrative. I feel like films like Queen and Slim, it just kind of reheats what's already been put out there and maybe again. I need to have further conversation. I'm open to my perspective evolving and changing. But as it stands right now, it just didn't hit me the way that it's hitting everybody else.
1: I mean, what was, like, before that, what was, like, the last film that was, like, along those lines?
0: Well, that's Tyrese like, film the- where they talk about uh, police abusing their power. Uh, black and Blue. Black and Blue. And mm, what's the difference? Not...
1: Quite the same because I mean, because the main character she's a cop, okay. So I'm saying like Queen and Slim is like these people aren't cops, these are just regular, everyday people. They but the they have conversation, running with the police. So I'm saying like the something from of
0: police corruption, I, I guess, is where I'm going,
1: okay. And I mean, no, I'm, I guess I'm speaking of like. Brutality against black people, different forms of oppression against black people. Like, what was the last, like, film, like, that was, like, a modern film, like, not, like, something like Harriet where it's a timepiece or whatever, or it's telling a historical story, but, like, a movie about something that's currently happening with us. I don't think there's a lot of that out there that, tell, that tells that story. So, I think we see it, mm-hmm. so then a movie comes out. And we feel like it's always out there it's always out there because it's always happening and now we're given an artistic you hear uh, an artistic no. view of that no okay sorry <laughs> I'm <saw it>, okay. <laughs> yeah i feel like we're, this is i feel like that's what um that was one of my takeaways from us was um when they took the daughter to the psychiatrist yeah and they said you know how do we get her to talk what do, what can we do to try to make her better and she suggested arts dance saying right you know do things to express yourself in order to kind of get her out of that rut and i think that's what i think that's what we should use music and film for is to tell those stories but isn't
0: that spike lee's like <clears throat> i think that's the whole spike lee type of filmmaking you know what I mean? That's what and see, John and Singleton... And see, you, because you, you Spike you Lee, those films like Higher Learning and... But
1: because Spike Lee is so known for stuff like that, the other stuff he does that's not like that at all doesn't get a whole lot of Acclaim. You don't hear about it as much because he's been known for those types of movies. But he, you know, I've, I've been finding out. It's like, oh, Spike Lee made this. Like, I've seen some documentaries of Spike Lee's made that have but been really good. But that's my
0: point. He's been but- making films for over 30 years, almost 40 years now. And he's not the only filmmaker. But, like, the, the conversation has always been there for whomever to take part in it. And but, so,
1: right, and Spike and, and Spike Lee movies don't blow up at the box office like that.
0: No, they don't. But they're not
1: doing they're not doing Avengers numbers nowhere near that.
0: Well, I mean, but that's kind of like comparing apples and oranges.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, they don't they don't get the they don't get that same push. Black, black they don't get film, that same push. The they, only
0: black film that has done and they definitely not like numbers like close to the Avengers numbers is Black Panther, and even there. There was some of that commentary, you know, subtly pushed there. But it took it being, like, camouflaged under the whole Marvel banner.
1: Right. Well, to me, the difference with Black Panther is Black Panther gave us something that showed black people in a dignified manner. But then at the same time, Black Panther is not a black film. It's not done by us. This is a film done by somebody else outside of our culture, but it's promoting our culture. If you're talking about as
0: far as the production and who's producing it, yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, the director is, he wrote the film. And so Feige, if you look at it as far as in the context of the MCU, there's not too much there that Had to be included because it was part of the MCU. Right. And so the way the film was uh, structured, I felt like it was a creative way to show some of the conversations that are explored within the family Mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. But I didn't see Disney being like, well, this is the film you have to make. You know what I mean? Right. And so while it was produced by a, you know, Disney it was still as far as the story itself told by a black man. So again, if you're trying to make the argument that it didn't do Avengers numbers that,
1: well, I'm I'm saying, but like, but even, even still with that though, that's, um, that's, that's really, that's really Marvel's story. And like, he's, he's sharing some of, he's sharing some of our struggles within that, but, this is, it's also, you know, just a fictional superhero character. Like that's not, like, we don't really have Black Panther walking up and down the streets, is what I'm saying. Like, no, and we got, don't have a, we don't have like a movie within our context that's put out that's like, oh, number one in the box office this week was Queen and Slim. Like, you know, we don't really see stuff like that often. But we so, have
0: in the past. I think yeah. that, you know, you have to applaud, of course, Eddie Murphy. Um, even though that was comedic, you have, um, the best man. I know I made a joke about that earlier, but that was something that put us in a different light. Um, I know we hate it, but Tyler Perry, Yeah, you know, um, we, we've been number one, but in order to really get the return or the profit that we're looking for. So it can be in that Avengers conversation, I just, it's going to take something else, to really get get, to get butts in seats, I guess. Um, Look at Denzel Washington and all that he's accomplished. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, he got the Oscar for being a corrupt cop, um, abusing his power, you know? Um, So I, I think for me, what I'm trying to express is that I just wanted something just to push the conversation forward. Instead of a rehashing. No, I feel that. That's all. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Um, hopefully you will come back and we can um, have more conversations about films and anything that you're doing. Um, you're always welcome to come and use this platform for... Whatever you deem necessary outside of making fun of me for not wanting to see it too. Um. I missed you. <laughs>